Hello and welcome to the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast for September 30th. My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF 21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF21, on Instagram at ETOF21 Sports underscore for free horse racing picks. If you caught it, we hit the pick six carryover at Belmont Aqueduct, whatever they're calling it, at ETOF21 Sports underscore horse underscore racing on Instagram and for free fantasy advice at etof 21 sports underscore fantasy. How is everyone doing today? Wow. I'm excited. My, one of my, my, actually my best friend is getting married tomorrow. A um, lot of stuff going on, but I'm not going to lie. Jesus Christ, I was running all over the place this week doing some stuff for him. But I love the guy. I love his wife-to-be, so I can't complain. But you guys aren't here to, to hear about that. But I will have some drunken stories from the wedding next week. You're here to talk sports. I'm going to be starting to do a Twitter space every Thursday around noon. Uh, maybe it will just be me. Sometimes Gino will hop on when he's free, and we'll just be telling our bets. And if you listened, you cashed Higgins over. You cashed Gasecki over, and you cashed the Bengals minus the points. I locked in at three. I said you could still play it at minus three and a half, minus four. Straight cash for all that tuned in. Um. Thursday game was crazy. Obviously, the big news going around is what's going on with Tua. And let's not kid ourselves. That wasn't a back injury. That was a head injury. He should have never been playing. And there's going to be some serious repercussions from that. I've never been a Tua guy. Anyone that's listened to any one of my things knows that I'm not a Tua guy. But I never want to see a guy fail because of injury. And I felt bad for him. And when his hands were doing that thing, that was freaky as hell. But the reality of the situation is this. Teddy Bridgewater can throw the ball downfield better than Tua is. I think this is actually going to open up the offense if Teddy is able to play. And this is going to, if Tua is not able to play, excuse me, and this is going to open up some value for the Miami Dolphins moving forward. On the flip side, Bengals, look, Jamar Chase, zero factor. They took advantage of the T. Higgins matchup, which was great because I told everyone that's what they needed to do. And... I don't know. I'm still worried about him. Burrow still holding the ball on, still holding the ball a little bit longer than he should. Uh, they go, they play the Ravens in the Sunday night game. I think the Ravens are going to boat race them. Uh, so I'll be looking to take that number off of openers. And then, uh, yeah, it should be a great weekend of NFL. David is going to be on the podcast later. Him and I are going to be giving out our best bets as always. The ETOF 21 Sports Show is going to, I'm going to tell you my early leans. David's actually going to be the guest on that. So, uh, yeah, we talked some NFL, some MLB with him. But we have a great show for you lined up. Jim is going to tell you his CFL bets. Brandon, who hit Reddick at 19-1 to 1 last week, is going to be on. And like I said, David and I are going to be telling you our best NFL bets. But before we jump into the podcast, I have to let everyone know the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast is sponsored by PointsBet. PointsBet, one of the best books in the whole world it is absolute in the states that is legal in use promo code etof21 for your initial deposit to get a hundred percent match bonus up to 2k anyone depositing over more than 2k give old uncle rico a dm and i will take care of you now let's jump right into the podcast we've reached the point of the podcast where we talk with the man, the myth, the legend, at XFL Gym, CFL Gym, X-League Gym, Tua's number one fan gym. The gym. All of this is true. All of this is 100% true. First of all, I just want to say congratulations, man. 3-0, and sitting on top of the AFC, on top of the NFL. You have to be just on cloud nine right now, my friend. 
I'm you living know. up in all types of football except for college football where my team stinks. Hey, buddy, you know what? I realized something on Sunday night, Sunday Sunday afternoon, about 3 p.m. Central Time. Lions are going to suck. They're going to win six games this year. But they're going to cover a bunch. You know what, dude? I just want them to win. I, I, I know. I was talking I, with another Lions fan. It's like, I'm sick of covering so many spreads. I want to win, damn it. And um, Mel Tucker hustled Michigan State about $10 million a year, and now we're signed to him for a couple more years, and we're going to suck. So uh, He's our- like the discount version of uh, Jimbo Fisher. He swindled Texas A&M into a 10-year bajillion-dollar contract, and Mel Tucker swindled you guys into a massive contract after one good year. I mean, how much does Jimbo Fisher... What Do you want to know what his buyout is? Jimbo Fisher makes a year. He is earning $9 million. Yes. Yes. It is insane. Mel Tucker um the third component is additional oh my god he is a nine so he's nine point five million dollars ninety five million dollars over ten years it's insane I mean Mel Tucker buyout it's, it's pretty no buyout terms come on. Um, so here's Jimbo Fisher's, uh, they didn't pick some arbitrary number that the school would agree to pay him if they fired him by some arbitrary date, as we see with many other schools, rather if they fire Fisher without cause, the university owes him every penny remaining on his contract. Oh, dude, the 95 million by Mel Tucker is fully guaranteed. Yeah. So, so is Jimbo's it's stupid. All right. So we're not here to talk about bad college football contracts. We're here to talk about, um, CFL and I believe I believe Jimbo was a uh, cool calm collective three and last week. I was feeling real good last so, week. So uh, you know, we're gonna bring up these lines from our friends over at Points Bet. Um so line number one, we're going to Saskatchewan getting eight over under a 48 and a half against the blue bombers who are coming off a bye after losing by 17 to the Tiger Cats. This one's tough. Uh, so it all comes down to what do you view Saskatchewan? What, do, what? How do you frame the Rough Riders? Do you view them as a team that would crumble under the pressure because they do have pressure to just make the playoffs potentially? I think they're pretty far behind in the standings. It's going to be real tough for them. But the Bombers, are they're kind of already locked in. They lose to weird teams. I don't think the Riders are a team that the Bombers overlooked. They kind of love just, just like sunning them and just making them look like fools. I lean the Bombers minus the eight. I think the Riders start to kind of crumble under all this. I think the offensive line is still an issue. And I just, I don't know. This is a bad game. Smart move is probably to stay away. Or take the over. Maybe take the over, but like Cody Fajardo could have games where he just like looks terrible and doesn't score any points. Like this could very easily be like a Winnipeg 32, uh, Saskatchewan like 10. Yeah. So sometimes the best bet is no bet. And Jim and I are saying, you know what? Friday night, 
kick back a few cocktails after dinner, go to a happy hour, you know, get a blooming onion at Outback Steakhouse, and then shift your attention to the 930 game. We got That's Ottawa game. getting seven over under 46 and a half, money line plus 215. Talk dirty to me, Jimbo. Who, who, who are we leading here? So, my just if you're not overthinking it, Ottawa on the road versus Ottawa at home. You take Ottawa on the road as a dog. They're feisty. Nick Arbuckle looks pretty good. Um, I like the over in this game quite a bit. I think BC's Lion, the, the BC Lions offense is better with Vernon Adams. I think it's competent. They've shown that they can score on a good defense in Calgary. So I like the over in this game. I like Ottawa um, as an offense as well. They have a lot of good weapons. And uh, they're on the road. So I like the Red Blacks as a feisty dog here, still playing for something. Sprinkle a little bit on that money line maybe. Um, Yeah. It's everything that I say about Ottawa as a team in general only applies to them on the road. So this, this checks out. I, I like Ottawa here. I'll take the seven. I'll take the plus two fifteen, and I'll, I'll definitely take the over minus forty, over forty six and a half. I like that move. I'm trying to look back at the writers. Uh, it's the last time they played the Bombers, they've only played the Bombers once, the, uh, twice this season. One game it would have gone under. One it would have gone way over. But the Bombers did score fifty four, and the one it would have went over. Oh. So <laughs> the one that went over balled out. Uh, so here on this one, Jim and I are both on the seven. Uh, with the Red Blacks, both on the over 46 and a half. We both like the plus 215. Now let's shift our attention to Saturday, October. I got, dude, I, Jim, I have to tell you, man, October is my favorite month. Man. I love it. It's a great month. I love October. You know, I love the, like the weather, like the end of September and all of October, the weather's like perfect for me. It's shorts and hoodie season, which I, mean, I love rocking a hoodie and shorts. And it's the the weather's changing, and it's spooky. See, you everyone watches scary movies. I fucking love horror movies. It's great time. Pump, I I love pumpkin flavor stuff. I love candy corn. Uncle Rico's birthday is in October. Just one of the best months of the year. Let's just good month. It. Good fucking month. Uh we got Montreal laying three and a half over under fifty four and a half money line here for the Elks is plus one forty four. I think we're gonna have a disagreement on this one, Jim. Where, where I think you? we are. Well, like, I'm not going to take Montreal minus the three and a half. I think the Elks can cover that spread, but I don't think the Elks have a shot of winning this game. It's the Elks at home. They're going to make it 15 in a row. They haven't won at home since 2019. You know what they say, Jim? All good things must come to an end. Give me the Elks plus 144. I'll take the over 54 in this game. All right. So I'm going to be on the Elks plus three and a half. Jim's on the Elks plus three and a half. We're both on the over. No, 50. I'm not officially saying the Elks plus three and a half. I think there is a legit shot that they could lose by like a 10 points. All right. So you, you are taking the over. <sighs> I'm taking the over. All right. So Jim is on the over 54. Uncle Rico is on the Elks plus three, three and a half. And the over of 144. Jim is on the. No, I'm on. Sorry. Uncle Rico's on the plus three and a half. And the money line plus 144. And the over of 54. Jim is on the. Montreal and Edmonton over of 54. Now let's shift our attention to the last game. Interesting game here. We got Toronto laying, getting five and a half over under 52 and a half plus 185 on the money line. Toronto's coming off a 45 to 15, just shellacking of the Redbacks. Stan Peters, you know, they, they beat the uh, BC 25, 11, they're technically a half game back here. They're nine and five. 
BC is nine and four. Um, interesting situation here. These teams played each other way back in August, uh, the end of August. Close game, different quarterback for the Stamps. And the Argos were still looking kind of chaotic, but the Stamps only won 22 to 19. Both these teams have kind of rounded into form. I have them right now in my top three in my power rankings for the CFL. I think that's too many points. Even on the road, I like this Toronto team. That offense is cooking. They got weapons. Yes, Calgary's defense is better. I love the over in this game. I know it's high, but I still like it. I like Toronto as a dog. I'm sprinkling a little bit on that money line, too. So let me ask you this. Now, this may this is maybe crazy. The standings are this. I'm looking at the standings right here. Rough Riders 6-8. and eight. BC is 9-4. and four. Stampeders 9-5. and five. If the Rough Riders lose, are they they're basically out of it, right? They basically have to win out and hope that Calgary and BC both drop some games. So if they lose and the Lions lose or the Lions win, would there be movement in this five and a half, you think? Or do you think it's just going to hold steady? So if the Lions, if the BC Lions lose, then there might be some movement because then Calgary, like Calgary needs BC to lose in order to get home field advantage. Um mm-hmm. They basically need to win out and hope Calgary, hope uh, the Lions drop a game or two. So this is a must-win for Calgary. But like Toronto also has Montreal kind of nipping at their heels a little bit in the East. I don't think they're in that much danger. But Montreal, like if Montreal, too bad, too bad, too bad, too bad. I know they're too bad, but that's still like because I like Montreal to win. This week, so like they're, they're only going to be one back if they. I don't know. I like I like Toronto here in a feisty game. Yeah. So Jim, what is your parlay of the week? Give me a four teamer. Whoa, a four teamer. Yeah. Well, no. If you have a different, give me give, give me a four. No, give no, me, no. Give me your parlay. Okay, okay. I could no. I'll give you one in each game. Right. Give me. You know what? I'm going to say it. Give me the Bombers minus eight. Start us off. Bombers minus eight. Boom. Okay. Um. Give me the oh god, that's the risky one. Give me the over in this game. Give me the Montreal money line as the safe play. Montreal money line, and then give me the Toronto money line as the the risky. So plus thirteen sixty two. Jim's parlay is. Montreal plus 185. Uh, no, it's Toronto plus 185. Oh, Toronto. Excuse me. Toronto plus 185. Montreal minus 190. Over 46 and a half in the Redbacks BC Lions game and the Rough Riders and Blue Bombers. He took the Blue Bombers minus the eight. My parlay. Are you ready for this one, Jimbo? Are you Lay ready to me. see how? Lay it on me. All right. Let's start off. We're going to take over 52 and a half here like that we're gonna take the elks plus 144 hate it we're gonna take the plus seven Love and we're it. gonna take the over 48 i don't hate this uh except for that elks play i like this and man i hope the elks win but i just i'm not i don't fade trends i don't i can't in, in good faith do that so my mine is saskatchewan and the blue bombers over 48 and a half redbacks plus seven elks plus 144 argonauts 
stampede over 55 and a half. That is my 14 parlay for a plus 15, 28 Jimbo. I'd like to thank you for coming on. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you in the social media world? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube at XFL gym, Twitch everywhere. I'm everywhere. At XFL gym. Find me with this guy every, uh, every Tuesday, uh, for the college football tailgate every Wednesday night for spring fever. And then we got to find buddy. We got to pick another college football game to stream this month. You know what? I think we need to have it where it is the first game. Kansas goes for win six. I think that has to be it, right? Like once Kansas that- gets to five, it just has to be every Kansas game until they get to six. I I think that's what we have to do. I, okay. I really, I, really I, think, I, I think we can roll with that. That that's really? that's edging your seat entertainment right there. I mean, and let's be honest. If you guys if you guys tuned in, Jim and I were live on both our YouTube channels. We you gonna tout this again? You gonna tout? Hitting, we're hitting roulette winners. We're hitting Kansas live bets. We're hitting live bets and outcome of plays. And Uncle Rico <laughs> gave out. <laughs> Chase came on. He said there's a carryover. Uncle Rico on the screen right here, my friends, put came out the race form, just put together a little swindler of a ticket, $72, came back with an ROI of $3,900 for the fan. $3,900. That's just what Jim and I do. We hand out winners when we're around. Jim, thanks for coming on. Uh, we're going to be talking Friday night and uh, possibly Saturday morning. Saturday morning, we may have to kick off a little early because Uncle Rico is the best man. We can we can kick off as early as you want. Sounds good, my friend. We'll talk soon, buddy. Later. And we've reached the part of the podcast where we're talking a little NASCAR. And Brandon, who gave out Tyler Reddick at 14 to 1, is back this week. Hell of a hit, my friend. Hell of a hit. Hoping to hoping to go back to back for the first time this year, unlike last year when we were striking them every four or five weeks in a row. So yeah, yeah, nice hit on Sunday. I'll take it. It was a shit show of a race. A lot of big issues between Goodyear and NASCAR. They need to start figuring out. All right. So elaborate on that statement. What are some of the issues going on between There's those? There's been entire issues all year with Goodyear. Um, I think it was four different times. The leader of the race, Chase, uh, Harvick, uh, Truex, all these guys just leading the race, walking away, doing fine, blown tire, blown tire, blown tire. Goodyear's coming out saying that the crew chiefs are overstepping the boundary of tire pressure to become faster. I don't think if they knew overstepping a boundary would cause anything like this, they'd be doing it right now. So, (coughs) funny, we talked about it earlier this year that I could see them going back to the 16-inch tire rather than the 18 next year. But the fact that these guys leading the race are just randomly blowing tires is sad. And it might be the clean air, lower down force, no dirty air with a car in front of them. I don't know, but it's it's not good. Now, another big thing that happened was Byron took out Hamlin. Tell us your thoughts on that and then the repercussion of Byron being docked uh, playoff points. So Byron dumped Hamlin under yellow unacceptable at any point, no matter how mad you are. Um, Hamlin did push him up into the wall a few laps before that. The fact that NASCAR during the race sent Hamlin to the back after he spun and didn't penalize Byron. They got to have a better review program at that. 
but he went from being up in the playoffs right now above the cutoff line to now eight points below the cutoff line, which helps drivers like Suarez and Chase, who are only four points above, now 11. So we're at Talladega, two-and-a-half-mile track. The big one happens every year, and you just got to hope if you're going to try and survive, you stay out of it, get those stage points early, and uh, either stay up front or ride in the back until the end, and that's about all you can do. Right now, now, you mentioned the big one being Talladega. Um, now, I do want to ask you this. We saw a couple people on you on Twitter get some cred because what they did was, since it is a super speedway, they just took all the long shots and just did a round-robin parlay with them. Yeah. Do you think that has any cred this time around? Doing like the long shots? Yeah, but it's like for 10 to 1. So what I'm saying is like, um, you know, I'll pull the odds up right here. I'll see if uh, points bet will allow you to do this or not. Um, So basically what the people did was 10 to 1. So it was like, okay, we're going to take Cody Ware, start a parlay, Todd Gillen, you boom boom and then one more will go Haley so basically what they did was they just round robin all these shots and because of that wreck it, I think it ended up hitting um I didn't know you could round, I'm not gonna lie on on the on the feed right now but I didn't know you could actually do a round robin well this is not a different book this is I mean obviously points bet wants to limit their which is smart. Good call points bet. <laughs> which, yeah, which obviously, because you don't want to be like, because of a lotto ticket, get busted. Um, so we're using these odds on points bet. Again, uh, Brandon's going to lead us off. Brandon hit 14 to 1. Tyler Reddick last week. So guys, make sure you guys are locking in these bets. Brandon, who's the first guy you're looking at? We're both going to side on this one. Uh, Ryan Blaney, great at super speedways, due for a win. Um can't go wrong with him. Uh, Ryan Blaney, 13 to 1. That's all I'm going to say. He's due for it. Yep. Good at Two wins, last seven races. He's, he has the most laps led at Talladega. 13 to 1. Great price. I absolutely love this, too. He's my only to win bet, though. Uh, what uh, what other win bets are you looking to lock in? So my win bet, Homer pick, but I'm going up to 12 to 1. Chase Elliott, Hendrick Carr. We talk about it every time at a super speedway. Pick a Hendrick Carr, whichever one you want. They're all going to be competitive. Chase is not happy right now, 11 points above the cutoff. I see him qualifying well, staying up front to get stage points and avoiding the big one. Now, let me ask you this. We're looking, we're seeing a unfamiliar 14 to 1 in front of Larson. What say you about that? It's just basically because it, it's a crapshoot at Dega. I mean, they, they can't low odd these guys. If you low odd a Larson at a six to one, nobody's gonna touch him because there's no return on investment at this point when it comes to the Dega race. Um, two guys I was looking at, Denny Hamlin, 13 to 1, but I feel like since I'm blank, playing Blaney at 13 to 1, I can't do that. Um, I did want to ask you about your mom's favorite driver, Christopher Bell. He's sitting down here at 20 to 1. What do you think yes. about for this weekend? I like that. I like him a lot, especially grabbing a, a playoff guy at those type odds. Um, you can't go wrong with it. Uh, he's been competitive consistently. If you scroll down a little further, keep going. I like to jump around here. You get Austin Dillon, who also runs well at Super Speedways. That's the other guy I was going to ask you about, Austin Dillon. 25 to 1. I like that. Wreck-It Ricky's in the mix at 35 to 1. Now, you guys got to understand when you're making these bets this week, 
you're lumping a chunk of bets together for a minimal risk per bet to come out in the positive. You can only do this at Talladega and you can only do this at Daytona. So you might as well get it while you can. But if you scroll down even further, there's a little cluster of guys that I like. Stop. Noah Gregson, who just won his fourth in a row Xfinity race, who was also running Saturday, sitting at 100 to 1, who finished in the top five at uh, Daytona recently. Todd Gilliland, who has been in the lead for a few of these races at 125. And Harrison Burton, who is a consistent cup driver, also at 125. So that little cluster of guys are going to be my three long shots. You hit any of them, you're looking at $500 to $1,000 grab off of $5 to $10 worth of What money. about Almirello up here at 29 to 1? I mean, not a bad pick. He's done well, but me and you have talked about him for almost three years now, Eric, on how we think he'll finally get one and this and that, and he falls short and something happens and he breaks his back, and it's just, it just doesn't work well for him. Now, my last one I was going to ask you about, what about uh, Eric Jones at 29 to 1? Been running really consistent as well, so he, he's good too. The only thing you got to remember, I mean, you've talked about it, we laugh at our friends that will throw 20 to $50 out in bets on 15 different drivers, and then a driver will win for $20 when they bet 40 and they still think they got a winner when they actually lost $20. So just be strategic at your max bet that you're doing on each driver to make sure your ROI comes out on top after. It's kind of funny you're looking at these. More like historically, these top 10s are like minus like 150, minus 200, minus 500. Just for a top 10, it's Talagaga, like we've talked about, total crapshoot. A couple top 10s I'm looking at. Obviously, I got to like Eric Jones historically has won well at this track. But at that plus 130 mark, I think that's a little too low for me to get invested in him. Uh, Justin Haley, I think the, the, the kid was winning the uh, the last super speedway race, and then all sh- sh- the shenanigans broke out yep. there. Uh, two to one, I think that's definitely worth an investment. And then my boy, Corey LaJoy, down here, plus 350. We need to remember, LaJoy was winning uh, – was it Daytona at the beginning of the of – the, um, at the playoffs, and then yep. – he wrecked out. He's historically done well here. So I like LaJoy plus 350, top 10. Justin Haley plus 200, top 10. And Ryan Blaney plus 1,300 to win the race. Brandon, what were your bets again? We grabbed Blaney at 13, Chase at 12. And uh, I do like Austin Dillon in the 20s. And then that group of three, Noah, Todd Gillen, and Harrison Burton, 100, 125, 125 to 1. Now, I do need to ask you this, my friend. Oh, here it comes. We're done, we're, we're done with the NASCAR. What is going on with your boys? With Mac Jones? I mean, we, we have a couple things we need to talk I've just about. got one thing to say day to day. I'm just yeah. going to take it day by day. Day by day. Um, I'm not a doctor. I don't know the answer. I don't read the MRIs. So. Now, my thing is this. Do you think... I will say this. I was looking at it and, you know, I, I'm doing my notes for my, for my shows and everything. The one thing is this green Bay is bad against the run. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe guys, all, all day, Sunday, pound Damien Harris. Could pound the rock, but uh, you know, I don't know. 
I, I, I don't know. I'm a little worried. I know he was using my Packers and Survivor. So I will this, say this. You're lucky to have me on this feed today because after my weekend, sitting in here Saturday watching Miami lose to Middle Tennessee University, waking up Sunday watching the Pats keep it real close, real close to Baltimore, like playing good, 21-20. Mac Jones, high ankle sprain. And Sunday afternoon, Chase Elliott leading the race and blowing a tire. We can just say that this weekend was not a good weekend in sports in my household. Well, okay. All right. Now, I do have a, another question for you. We haven't talked in a little bit. Um, obviously, you know. Don't, so- don't, bring the, don't bring the Celtics affair in right well, now. Well, You're going to add that to the list? My, no, but I did. But no, like legitimately, like you're a Celtics fan. Yes. I have, I have not had a Celtics fan on to talk about what, as a fan, what how are they digesting this whole situation? It sucks. You have a team that went to the NBA Finals, a coach that seemed to have the team well wrapped together after replacing Brad Stevens. It seemed like everything was in a better direction, still missing some key components to win a championship. But at this point, after reading everything, seeing that he was messing around with the travel scheduler, and she was making sure that his long-term – I don't think they were married. But no, long- they, like, have a kid together, and they've been engaged for years. Been engaged for years. The fact that she was scheduling her to be on a different flight than him, so he'd be there a couple days early. So they, like, bye. Like, they're saying they're putting him on suspension this season. Get him gone, because if you bring him back next year, I'm sorry, but that puts a bad taste in my mouth as a fan of what my front office – I mean, you guys. I don't. I don't mean to turn the knife, man. But you know, you got this happening. You signed Gallinari, which was a hell of a pickup. He hurt his knee. So, and then you got Robert Williams, who is, I think, a beast, and he's got his knee stuff going on. So I feel uh, like I don't know why, but I feel like you're rubbing it in a little. I'm not rubbing it in. I don't in, feel man. like it's just like a casual conversation. I feel like it's a little I, bit I, of I, like a hey, yeah, how I'll, was your weekend? So I'll, 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 I'll tell you what. My, I, I like two NBA teams. I like the Pistons. I like the Bucks. I've experienced a championship with both. Okay. Yep. And I know it's hard to get to that level. And I know it sucks when you're so close, you don't get to that level. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, Brandon, thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking a little NBA. And of course, thanks for the NASCAR picks. Why, why don't you tell everybody what your iRacing schedule is and where they can find you on social media? Possibly this Friday night at 9 or 10 o'clock. Uh, check out the Twitter feed. It'll be on there. Twitch, Instagram, BostonBoy83. Give it a follow. Guys and girls, make sure you give Brandon a follow. Let's cash some tickets. Let's make some money. Until next week, my friend. Talladega, my man. So we reached the part of the podcast that we're it's back after last year. Last year, huge success. David came on here. And him and I would talk about what bets we're going to lock in for the year. You know, we wait until about week four to get started. It's week four. He's back. David, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. Doing really well. It's Friday. It's payday. Let's get paid for the weekend with everybody. You know, I'm looking forward. I had a great start. I I mean, I'm going to tout myself. I I got the Bengals earlier in the week at the three. I got Gusecki over 18 and a half and Higgins over 20, 60 and a half. So I had a great start to the week. I can't complain at all. That's awesome. Um, so how is this going to work? We're each going to give our two best bet, two best NFL bets of the, um, of the weekend. David, AKA, I'm going to say it right. Better DP 21 <laughs> on social media. Why don't you 
tell everyone what your first best bet is of the weekend. All right, very good. Yeah, so I I'm taking uh, first match that I like here is uh, the Washington versus Dallas game. I am on Dallas minus three. Uh, I've actually got them to win this close to two touchdowns if possible um, as my projection here. I mean, right now uh, their rushing offense is ranked fourth in the NFL um, and Washington's defense, you know, uh, is basically ranked, you know, lower tier within the twenties. So there's a definite, definite statistical advantage for them to rush on the ground, keep it on the ground. Uh, similarly, uh, their passing defense, uh, for Washington is almost dead last at 28. So Dallas just really has it, you know, in my opinion, Cooper Rush has been doing great filling in. Um, you know, he's won the last two matches, uh, two games for them. So, you know, I am, I'm right there. Uh, I'm only taking the spread on this one. I'm taking it for the full game. Um, I didn't have a first half line available yet, but not really worried about it when the line's sitting at minus three. Um, if it was greater, I'd probably look at the first half with you too, but, and I'm staying off the total because my total right now, when it becomes like interdivision rivalry and everything else, like there, I think Vegas total was sitting at 42 and a half when I modeled this the other day, I'm, my projection was at 43. It's too close for me, uh, to take anything on that part. But personally, I, I see the advantages for Dallas and playing at home. I mean, really, I don't, there's never really a home field advantage when it comes to the NFL, uh, not like college football, but, you know, at the same point, I definitely uh, see, you know, the trend. I bet on Dallas on Monday they won. I got them coming again, you know, to win it, went out the week again on Sunday. Um, Yeah, I'm going to be staying away from that game. I want nothing to do with that game. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Cooper Rush, you know, went to CMU, hometown boy, but I just, after, I just want nothing to do with that game. So Fair enough. Um, uh, my real, quick, real quick, let me ask you this. All right. If Rush gets them out to a four and one start, is there a quarterback controversy in Dallas? Oh, I would think so. I think Jerry Jones has already said so. I mean, because I Dak think he already came out and said it. Like, really? Dak I mean, he's costing them a lot of money. You know what I mean? He's costing them a lot yeah. of money. You could move them, get some more pieces on the offensive line. Something to think about. Um, so, I mean, what's going to be interesting is to see his rapport with Gallup coming back this weekend as well, right? Like, he's already got a pretty good, uh, you know, rapport going with C.D. Lamb, the running backs, you know, his tight ends, everything like that right now. I mean, he's really got a good feel for the offense right now. He's clicking with everybody. He's getting another weapon, you know, for himself as well going into this matchup. Um, I, I definitely could see a QB controversy stir you know, assuming he wins three, four in a row. I mean, how are you going to stop a winning streak and bring in somebody who has been sitting for a few weeks, you know, and has to get themselves kind of more PT oriented to, you know, get back in the rhythm of the game flow before, you know, there's, there's practice speed, there's game speed, right? Like, and, you know, it's going to be hard for them to just say, yeah, we're pulling Cooper, you know, last minute like this. So, that's just personally, in my opinion, you roll with the hot hand at that point. If it's Cooper, stick with him. And let's just take a minute to appreciate the artwork you have behind your head right now. Because <laughs> I literally am still getting together my place. And that thing is tight as hell, dude. You got a baseball bat, a baseball. <laughs> I like that, dude. Um, Thank my, you. Um, excuse me. My first bet is I'm going to the Steelers. 
Um, you know, Tomlin off a loss is 58% against the spread. Tomlin off a loss is a favorite, 56%. Um, I think the Jets are going to kind of struggle. They're they're bringing Wilson in. The timing is going to be there. I think this is going to be a get-right spot. You look at the Jets' defense. Their coach is supposed to be this defensive genius. DVOA, 32 overall against the pass, 32. Trubisky yep. is going to have time. He's going to be able to throw the ball a little bit more. And then you just look at Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is overall 39% against the spread. Dude just doesn't cover. As a dog, 33% against the spread. You look at his head coach, overall 35%. As a dog, 32%. You do have a coach and you have a and you have a quarterback that have just proven they don't cover. Um, I think this is a get-right spot for Trubisky. He's going to be able to throw the ball all over. And I just think there's going to be a lot of timing on the Jets. And I'll say it, I'd have more faith in the Jets to cover this number if it was Flacco mm-hmm. than it was Zach Wilson. The fact Zach Wilson is there and this dipped down to three, I locked it in. My first bet, Steelers minus three. Yeah, and my model agrees with you on that one too. I mean, I have Pittsburgh winning by more than a touchdown. Um, so, you know, the minus three line is a perfect line to get, you know, right now. And I, I kind of love that it dipped, honestly. Um, yeah, which made zero sense to me. Like, right. Uh, what is your um, next play? So my next play, I'm going to look at the uh, Kansas City Chiefs coming to Tampa. Um, this line, I had it earlier in the week. It was sitting there at plus two for Tampa Bay. It is now a pick em. So the line has definitely moved in favor of Tampa Bay with the receivers getting healthy, coming back. Um, you know, I've got this, it's still a very, you know, pretty close line I don't have Tampa Bay winning this by more than a touchdown. I've got them winning it by like five points. Um, but you know, so we're not at the touchdown mark right now, but at the point at which that, you know, I made the play and even now at a pick em line, it's still a really good line, um, to go with Tampa Bay at home. Um, you know, fortunately the storm missed their area, obviously it took out other parts of Florida. So you know, praying for everybody that's down there right now. But the, uh, you know, the overall sense here, if I'm just looking at the matchup, you know, just overall is, you know, this this game to me is going to be won and lost based on the pass. Um, I mean, but each of them also have, um, you know, they. so why I say that is because, you know, passing defense for Tampa Bay is number one right now. Kansas City's middle of the pack at like 14, 15. Um, and, you know, from looking at this from a rushing offense perspective, you know, they, they're each actually pretty close to dead last, respectfully, 29 and 26 on rushing offense. The uh, rushing defense of them is both in the top 10. So I don't see this being one on the ground. Uh, definitely see this being one in the air. Whoever's getting healthier, whoever's going to have the better advantages with matchups, um, you know, to be able to throw the ball around a little bit. And, I'll take Tampa Bay at home. I just, you know, I like them getting back their receivers. I think that's the only reason they lost last week when Green Bay was in town. And, you know, personally, I think Tom might just be motivated a little bit more after, you know, taking one on the chin. Yeah, I love that. I missed the number, which I'm kicking myself for. So, so I'm out. Um, I actually love in this game, and that will probably be my only bet. Uh, the Chiefs have given up the most receptions to opposing running backs. So I'll be looking at Leonard Fournette reception props. It's going to probably be at two and a half, three and a half. 
So I'll be looking at that bet. I'm kicking myself because I wanted to get this in. And as I was complaining to you before we started recording, I'm like running around with my head cut off this week, getting ready for this goddamn wedding. Right. Um, I I missed that number, but you had a great number. I absolutely love that bet. Um, My last play is I'm just going to go to the Cardinals plus two. Um, Matt Rule is one of the worst coaches ever against the spread as a favorite. He's 23%. Baker Mayfield, 11, 22, and one against the spread as a favorite. As a quarterback, that's 33%. Flip side of that, you look at Cliff. Cliff, as a dog, 68%. Murray, 65%. And then you just look at the matchups. Per per football outsiders, Panthers struggle covering the tight end. They're 27th covering the tight end in all of NFL. Ertz second on the team with an 18.1 target share. That's a great matchup. I think Ertz is going to live over the middle. I think they're going to look to target him. Uh, Panthers, you know, struggling offensively. They're 25-5 DVOA, 35 DVOA passing. They're ninth rushing, but McCaffrey hasn't been practicing the last two days. I don't think he goes. If he doesn't go, that's going to be a huge dip. And then I'm looking at quarterback completion percentages. With a clean pocket, that means, obviously, for those listening, no pressure in the face. The only quarterback that Mayfield has a higher percentage when he's not being rushed, Justin Fields. So Mayfield isn't even playing that well. Um, And now I'm hearing rumors that rules, like leaving during the middle of the week, going out to Arizona State, going down to Georgia Tech, interviewing for college coaches. He's got one foot out the door. Give me the give me the uh, cards here. Plus the two. I'll. I'll take it all the way down to a pick because I think they straight up win the game. Yeah, I would take their money line if it's available. I mean, anything below a plus three line for me or plus three and a half line, I'll just play the money line all day. Um, but, you know, to your point, selfishly as my fantasy player, Christian McCaffrey better be playing. <laughs> Dude, he hasn't, he hasn't gone the last two weeks, which is I just, saw. I saw. Which I've been tracking it. Is, which is just brutal. And, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I'm not a Mayfield guy and I'm not a Tua guy. But we, we're seeing the difference in coaching. This guy yeah. from Miami, he is making Tua successful with the game scheme. There's nothing doing that with Mayfield. Mayfield looks worse than he did when he was with the um, with the Browns. Browns. So yeah. yeah, I think I think this is uh, I think this is a this is it. Cardinals bounce back. They look better um, second half against the Rams. So I'll take the Cardinals plus a two. Anything you know, I'll play the money line too. I think they straight up win. Um, so David is going to be here every single week. We're going to be giving out our couple best bets for the NFL week. And also David's going to be the guest on the, uh, the live stream that you talk to one sports show 9 PM central time. So that's 8 PM his time this Tuesday. And we're going to be talking some, um, NFL stuff. And then we'll also be, um, you know, getting your takes on the wildcard matchups. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Hopefully we'll be set by then. Hopefully we'll be set by that. We better be. <laughs> uh, David, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Thanks, Eric. Yeah, so anybody looking to chat anytime, uh, you can find me both on Twitter, my Instagram handle, betterdp21, better with an O-R, and just looking forward to it. Good luck this weekend, and uh, let's cash. All right. I'll talk to you on Tuesday, my friend. All right. Thank you, sir. That's it for the podcast again, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Please give... Jim, a follow at XFL Jim, Brandon, a follow at Boston Boy 83, and David, a follow at Better DP21. I will be back 
Tuesday night, 10 p.m., live on YouTube and Twitch on the ETOF21 Sports Show. Make sure to check that out. And I'll be sure to make sure I have some drunken stories from the wedding this weekend. Until next week, boys and girls.